1: developing your practice. Gotama Buddha said, meditate or lest you regret it later. You have this extremely rare existence and we should not let it go to waste through laziness, complacency or excessive delays. We should utilize our time in this human form to develop and cultivate a pure mind so that we can experience a peaceful and content life while escaping the cycle of rebirth. Gotama Buddha explained that, a pot without a stand is easy to tip over the mind is the pot and your meditation practice is the stand the mind needs a steady and consistent stand that you establish through the continual development of your meditation practice to train the mind developing a solid and consistent meditation practice that provides the mind training and development is an essential part of learning and practicing these teachings Meditation is a technique actively used to train the mind to eliminate or cultivate various qualities of the mind during dedicated, independent, purposeful training sessions. Meditation is the foundation of our life practice that trains the mind. Over time, and with a well-developed life practice that includes meditation, you will discover the same truths as Gautama Buddha and acquire wisdom. It is the wisdom you develop within a life practice and meditation that liberates the mind. Meditation is the core method of training the mind and establishes a foundation which to build all the other teachings and practices taught by Gautama Buddha that lead to Nibbana. To attain Nibbana, an individual needs to focus on developing a practice of breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. These two meditations are required to attain Nibbana. The other meditations discussed in this chapter are optional, specialized meditations to be utilized when appropriate, and with guidance from a teacher. All these teachings and the meditation techniques shared in this book should be learned with the guidance of teachers, as one will need assistance on the path. Meditation Teacher It is important for you to find teachers and guides that will help you along this path. You cannot attain Nibbana alone or without teachers. You will need guidance and instruction from people familiar with the path to Nibbana. Only a Buddha, which is extremely rare, would be able to attain Nibbana without teachers or guides. The last Buddha existed over 2,500 years ago and there has not been a Buddha since his existence. So, find helpful teachers and guides to assist you along this path. You can find ordained and unordained practitioners that will provide you guidance in these teachings and in your meditation practice. It is important to seek guidance from teachers and guides who have attained nibbana, as they will be very familiar with this pursuit and be able to best guide you. If a teacher has abandoned greed, hatred, and delusion, dissolved the ego, and realized non-self, they will be most helpful. A teacher should have a mind with generosity, loving-kindness, and compassion for all beings. You should be able to observe a quiet stillness and calmness in their intentions, speech, and actions. A teacher who has attained Nibbāna, is enlightened, will be able to explain what Nibbāna is and provide extensive details of what Nibbāna is, is not, and how to pursue Nibbāna. A teacher will assist you along the path without any self-interest but only to help you attain Nibbana. Just like everything else, it is important not to become attached to any one teacher and learn from multiple people. However, starting off with one teacher to establish a solid practice can be helpful in getting started. Then, you may find it helpful to seek guidance from other teachers. Do not allow someone to instruct you into a very rigid meditation posture that does not feel comfortable for you. If a teacher is providing very specific and rigid positioning for the body that is not comfortable for you, the body positioning being taught may work for that teacher but may not work for you. It is important that you are not attached to do meditation in the exact same body position as a teacher because what works for one person may not work for another. The goal of meditation is to train the mind, not the body. Gautama Buddha never gave us exact parameters for meditation positioning of the body, but instead offered four positions to be used. He realized that everyone is unique and different, so the exact position you use could be different than another person, and will change over time. Meditation in these practices are not about everyone doing meditation exactly the same way. That is impossible because of the universal truth of impermanence. A helpful meditation teacher will work with you to find a position that works best for you within these four postures, not force you to follow what works for them. If someone is forcing you to follow their methods, that means they are attached to their methods and thus are not fully practicing the teachings of non-attachment and are not understanding impermanence. It is important that you find what works best for you, Then, do not become attached to it. As you age or have physical challenges with the body, your meditation position will need to change. Remember, do not expect permanence, including the position that you meditate in. Do not allow someone to instruct you into rigid meditation positions that work for them, but do not work for you. You will need to establish a meditation practice that consists of needing only the body, the mind, and the breath Without any other attachments like external stimulus. Having the assistance of teachers and guides is the best way to develop a meditation practice. If the positioning of the body is uncomfortable and all you feel is pain during meditation, then all the mind will experience is pain. You will be unable to train the mind to be content. So, find positions that are comfortable but not luxurious and be open to make adjustments and changes as the body needs change during meditation or during subsequent meditation sessions. Find the body positions that are most comfortable but not luxurious as you may have a tendency for the mind to drift to luxurious thoughts. You may find multiple-day meditation retreats, retreat centers, and meditation centers helpful to share teachings and guidance with you while providing you the opportunity to meditate for several days continuously in an environment that is supportive and knowledgeable of your pursuit to Nibbana. Would you attempt to learn to build a house to dwell and reside without a teacher? Would you be able to build this house easily and feel safe to reside there? No, you would not. The pursuit to Nibbana is building a house within the mind for it to reside. You will need help to learn how to develop this mental state. You are individually responsible for your own journey, but you cannot walk alone. You need guidance to walk the path to Nibbana. You can find teachers and guidance at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash daily wisdom 999. It is common practice for teachers to accept donations for their work to help you in developing your practice. By offering donations to your teachers, you are practicing generosity, which helps you to practice non-greed and eliminate attachment to money, while also showing your appreciation to those that help you on the path to Nibbana. It is only because of students before you that donated support that has allowed these teachings to continue to present day, where you are now able to learn these teachings to benefit your life. Others donated support to help preserve these teachings for you, and you should look for ways to provide support to help those yet to come. Teachers typically give their time, effort, and wisdom to help others through their teaching and oftentimes live a basic life with only the basic needs to sustain life. Food, water, shelter, clothing, and medical care is all that is truly needed for existence and teachers who practice these teachings closely will be pleased to help you regardless if you make donations or not. To show your appreciation and to support the continued learning and sharing, your offerings of donations will assist your teachers to continue to share the teachings with you and others. You do not need to wait to be asked to offer a donation as most teachers will never ask a student for money or support. You can independently on your own, share with your teachers that you would like to provide them support and offer donations as you feel appropriate. Gautama Buddha provided us four positions to meditate. Seated, lying, standing, and walking are the four positions of meditation. These positions can be used at different times interchangeably for different purposes and best learned with teachers seated position it is common to start with learning meditation in the seated position lower body you can sit on the floor in a chair on a bench a wheelchair or other location the important thing is that the lower body is supported and comfortable if all you feel is pain from sitting on the floor this is not the right position for you to meditate at this time you can work to develop sitting on the floor if you like however If all you experience is pain, then you will find it difficult to observe anything else in the mind other than pain. So find a seated position that is comfortable for you. The position should be comfortable but not luxurious. Upper body. The upper body should be fully supported by your own strength. You should not slouch or be too stiff and upright. Maintain a comfortable and supported upper body that is in the middle and allows for comfortable, steady, and consistent breath. If you choose to meditate in a chair, try not to lean back using the backrest unless it is required to eliminate pain or the back muscles are insufficient to support the body. Try using the back muscles to support your upper body if possible to maintain an attentive mind. Hands and arms. The hands and arms should be relaxed in front of you. There are several different ways to place the hands and arms. In the printed book, you can see the below photo to observe how Gautama Buddha performed meditation. Gautama Buddha placed his right hand on top of his left hand with the thumbs touching together. If this works for you, you can use this technique. Other options include placing the palms of your hands on your lap or on top of your knees. You should not be attached to placing the hands and arms or other parts of the body in the exact same position as Gautama Buddha. However, If they work for you, then you can use those. The most important thing is that the hands and arms are relaxed in front of the body and comfortable. There are many ways to accomplish this goal. Remember, one aspect of this practice is to eliminate ego. So it is not important that we all force ourselves into the same body position or emulate Gautama Buddha's meditation posture to determine who is doing it right or wrong or who is better than another. The right position for you is the right position for you, and this will change over time as the body needs to be adjusted as the body has physical changes over the course of your lifetime. You may start meditating on the floor, but later in life move to a chair or other position. What is important is that you find a comfortable position that allows the body to be seated comfortably while you train the mind, then not be attached to that position as it will not be permanent and will need to change over time. Lying Position Lying position can be used for various reasons. If you are using seated position for long periods of time and would like to change positions to continue your meditation, you may choose to switch to the lying position. If the body is tired and you are interested to relax all the muscles in the body while meditating. This could be a helpful position for you if you are interested to train the mind not to be attached to the seated position lying position is another option you may also need lying position at times when other positions are not possible if you are sick or otherwise incapable of sitting standing or walking meditation in the lying position is an option for you you can lay on the floor a bed or any other location if you are able to lay on the floor This is a good place to start while also being open to meditating in a bed. If you are in the hospital or otherwise confined to a bed, it is nice to have the lying position available for you to meditate. All the muscles in the body should be relaxed and comfortable. Be sure you maintain the mind in meditation as a lying position may promote a sluggish or sleepy mind. Remember, Meditation is to train the mind, so if you are falling asleep while trying to meditate, it will limit your ability to train the mind. To train the mind, you will need to maintain an attentive mind. Conversely, if you are having trouble falling asleep, you could use lying position and meditation to assist you in falling asleep. Be sure you also have meditation sessions where you are training the mind to eliminate or cultivate the mental qualities discussed in this book. This includes training the mind as described in the various meditations shared in this chapter. In the printed book, the below photo demonstrates a potential option for lying position. Again, you will need to work with the body and teachers to help you find a lying position that works for you and then you should not be attached to that position as it will need to change. Standing position. Just like lying position, Standing position provides another option for meditation and can also be used at different times for various purposes. In the same way as lying position, standing can be used when you would like to change positions to continue your meditation or when another position is not possible. You may use standing position during a dedicated meditation session when the body needs to change positions. You can also use standing position while standing at a bus stop in line or another location where you are standing. For standing position, you stand upright with both feet together and your arms in front of you using one hand to clasp the wrist on the opposite side of the body. There is no secret with which hand clasp the other. It's up to you. If clasping at the wrist with one hand is not possible, then you could allow the arms to just relax at the side or clasp them at the wrist behind the body. Again, no attachments to a specific posture, The body needs to be comfortable but not luxurious walking position walking position is another position for meditation that can be used and can be helpful if the mind is very active and unwilling to sit lay or stand walking position could be used additionally Walking position could be used to provide another option that allows you to extend your meditation session to maintain the body in a comfortable position and attentive posture. If the body becomes uncomfortable with one of the other positions, walking position could be used to extend meditation sessions allowing the body to be comfortable. Walking position as with all meditation is helpful to learn with a teacher. You will need to learn various details, and instructions should be sought for this position of meditation along with all the others. All the following meditation techniques can be conducted in the above-mentioned positions. Breathing Mindfulness Meditation Breathing Mindfulness Meditation helps you to eliminate craving by training the mind to cut off thoughts during meditation, thus removing the poison of greed or craving, while developing the skill of mindfulness. The goal of breathing mindfulness meditation is to develop right concentration, right mindfulness, and to eliminate the unwholesome root of craving by training the mind to not cling or attach to emotions, situations, fears, relationships, the past nor the future expectations you have of yourself. Gautama Buddha explained this as cutting off thoughts. You may also think of this as letting go of the thoughts. All discontentedness is from attachment, clinging, and craving, so it is important to train the mind to not have attachment. Developing a mind that has been trained not to have attachments is highly useful in everyday life so that you can more easily let go of your current attachments and not pick up new attachments which will eliminate your discontentedness of the mind. The benefit of breathing mindfulness meditation is that we develop a calm, steady, peaceful, more concentrated mind through the elimination of attachments you can develop an unshakable mind the elimination of attachments is what creates the concentration and contentedness not actually the meditation by itself this meditation trains the mind not to have attachments then you will need to practice non-attachment and the other teachings to develop the mind into a pure mind with nibbana It is through a practice of non-attachment that the mind will be calm, content, and peaceful to ultimately attain nibbana. Breathing mindfulness meditation becomes a way to empty out the mind of past thoughts and future expectations along with any emotions, thoughts, ideas, perceptions, fears, etc., while training the mind to not attach to anything because we know attachment causes discontentedness. You are training the mind in meditation to not attach so it will be content which produces a calm stable and concentrated mind breathing mindfulness meditation is the foundation of a practice in these teachings and should be developed as the primary meditation practice daily cutting off thoughts does not mean you will never have thoughts or it would not be helpful to have thoughts it means that you train the mind not to hold on to thoughts ideas, and perceptions, etc., because then you would be attached to those things. If you are attached to thoughts, ideas, perceptions, etc., then you will cause yourself discontentedness when these are not fulfilled as expected. You will always have thoughts, ideas, wisdom, even memories of past events or goals in the future that you'd like to achieve. But when you are attached to these things, Then it causes the mind to be discontent you are causing the mind to be discontent through your own attachments to these thoughts ideas perceptions or the past and future you can train the mind to not attach to thoughts but to use them to your benefit without attachment it is best to recognize the impermanent nature of all things live in the moment and be satisfied with what is with a content mind Breathing mindfulness meditation helps to train the mind to be content with nothing, emptiness, and, while being alone, doing nothing. When the mind can be content with nothing, emptiness, and alone during meditation, then this helps to train the mind towards being content in any and all situations. There is more training of the mind that is needed beyond meditation alone. However, many people have challenges to be content while alone due to the arising thoughts and emotions from the mind. Breathing mindfulness meditation is a way for you to allow these thoughts to arise, not attach to them, and empty them out while living in the present moment, peaceful, calm, and content. Thoughts and emotions generated by the mind should not bother you or cause the mind to be discontent, but this requires training. Sitting alone, breathing, without any bodily action in meditation can allow the thoughts and emotions to arise so that you train the mind not to attach to what the mind produces by not being attached to what the mind produces the mind can be peaceful calm and content slowly over time the mind will produce less and less negative thoughts or emotions and the mind can cultivate more wholesome qualities and positive mental states during meditation and in daily life Breathing mindfulness meditation is the practice for you to train the mind to not attach to thoughts, ideas, and perceptions, or past events and future expectations, to be accepting and satisfied with what is, living in the present moment. One who perceives non-self eradicates the conceit, I am. The following is a translation from the Pali Canon, the source of Gautama Buddha's teachings. When bhikkhus, a bhikkhu has good friends, good companions, good comrades, it can be expected of him that he will be virtuous, one who dwells restrained by the patimoka, possessed of good conduct in resort, seeing danger in minute faults, having undertaken the training rules, will train in them. When a bhikkhu has good friends, good companions, good comrades, it can be expected of him that he will get to hear at will, without trouble or difficult, Talk concerned with the austere life that is conducive to opening up the heart, that is, talk of fewness of desires, on contentment, on solitude, on not getting bound up with others, on arousing energy, on virtuous behavior, on concentration, on wisdom, on liberation, on the knowledge and vision of liberation. When a bhikkhu has good friends, good companions, good comrades, it can be expected of him that he will arouse energy for abandoning unwholesome qualities and acquiring wholesome qualities. He is strong, firm in exertion, not casting off the duty of cultivating wholesome qualities. When a bhikkhu has good friends, good companions, good comrades, it can be expected of him that he will be wise, possessing the wisdom that discerns arising and passing away, which is noble and penetrative and leads to the complete destruction of discontentedness. Having based himself on these five things, the bhikkhu should develop further another four things. The perception of unattractiveness should be developed to abandon lust. Loving-kindness should be developed to abandon ill-will. Mindfulness of breathing should be developed to cut off thoughts the perception of impermanence should be developed to eradicate the conceit, I am. When one perceives impermanence, the perception of non-self is stabilized. One who perceives non-self eradicates the conceit, I am, which is nibbana in this very life. Translation by Bhikkhu Nanamoli and Bhikkhu Bodhi in the year 2012. Breathing Mindfulness Meditation starting meditation choose a position of either seated lying or standing get comfortable as previously described for the position you choose use your breath as an anchor and close the eyes through normal breathing in through the nose and out through the nose the mind can become aware of the breath you will need to establish a natural steady and consistent breath the breath should not be rapid or forced with awareness of the breath you can develop a natural, steady, and consistent breath in through the nose and out through the nose. If you experience challenges with breathing in and out of the nose, you may consider using a saline rinse to regularly flush out the nose, clearing it for a more calming and clear inhale and exhale. Allow the breath and the sound of the breath entering the body through the nose to become the anchor that brings the mind into the present moment. The mind should be fixed on the sound of the breath or the sensation of the breath moving over the skin of the body into the nose. The breath is the present moment. In this way, as you focus on the breath and not the thoughts, you cut off thoughts. Bring the mind to the breath entering the nose as the anchor or fixed position of the mind. As any thoughts enter the mind, you should not observe the thought, attempt to figure it out. Evaluate it in any way or why it's coming to the mind. Bring the mind back to the breath even if the mind wanders for some time. Catch the mind and bring it back to the anchor of the breath. It may take time for you to establish this practice and thus realize the benefits. Immediate benefits do not always happen in just one session. Remember, Gautama Buddha gave us teachings that we need to strive to implement and attain the results. Gautama Buddha's teachings are not lessons you can implement in just five minutes, but you will need to work with these teachings and gradually implement them into your practice to gradually have a positive impact on the mind. Training the mind to do this in meditation will help you be able to also cut off thoughts in daily life as you need to detach from thoughts, emotions, or situations to attain a content mind. Train the mind in this way through meditation so that the mind has this same training for everyday life. If you train the mind, then you will be able to control the mind. Breathing mindfulness meditation allows you to train the mind to reside in the present moment using the breath as an anchor. We do not attach to the thoughts or feelings in the mind. We do not analyze what is in the mind during meditation. We just let everything go by emptying out the mind. In this way, we train the mind not to attach and not to cling. By training the mind not to attach during many sessions of meditation, we then have the training to not attach in daily life. We practice non-attachment, always and continuously, every day and all day. Attachments are the cause or origin of all our discontentedness and the suffering it causes. We cause our own discontentedness. We eliminate it by not attaching. Breathing mindfulness meditation is the practice that trains the mind not to attach. With regular daily sessions of training, you will then be able to control the mind in all situations as you near closer to nibbana. Breathing mindfulness meditation is a practice to train the mind, but it also like everything else in your life, has an effect on your gamma. Through being still calm and peaceful for extended periods of time, you are producing only wholesome and good gamma. This means for whatever period of time you conduct meditation, you are practicing the entire Eightfold path, thus, you ceased all unwholesome gamma production. As a result, You are putting health into the world and can expect only goodness from your meritorious conduct. Immediately, what you receive from your meditation period is typically increased levels of calmness, peacefulness, mindfulness, and concentration with a more stable mind. The longer you meditate, the more noticeable the effect. It can take you several attempts in getting comfortable with meditation prior to you having noticeable benefits or results. After completing Breathing Mindfulness Meditation, then the goal is to carry the calm, steady and stable mind with you throughout the day, practicing all the teachings of the Eightfold Path as a life practice. Once you have conducted Breathing Mindfulness Meditation, you may decide to move into Loving-Kindness Meditation. Loving-Kindness Meditation Loving-kindness meditation helps us to eliminate hatred, anger, ill-will, frustration, irritation, annoyances, dislike, and cultivate a mind that has loving-kindness or goodwill towards all beings, thus removing the poison of hatred or anger. There are several ways to do loving-kindness meditation, as with all meditation. Every teacher and practitioner will have various techniques that work for them and are helpful. Learning from others and sharing your practice is one way to contribute to the wealth of knowledge among practitioners of these teachings. There is not one right way to meditate, but instead, many different options that may or may not work for you. Continue to explore options with various teachers and practitioners until you have a toolbox that helps you in your pursuit of Nibbana. Gautama Buddha described developing a mind of loving-kindness through meditation as the second highest form of gama one could produce with meditating on impermanence as the highest quality of gama. A mind that is well-trained produces little to no unwholesome gama to harm others, so thus, the unwholesome gama will not affect you. A well-trained mind is easy to control, producing only wholesome intentions, speech and actions, that is harmless to other beings. Thus, no harm will be returned to you. Loving kindness meditation can be enormously beneficial in cultivating a mind of loving kindness and compassion for yourself and all beings. To attain nibbana, you will need to remove any and all hostility, hatred, anger, ill will, frustration, irritation, annoyances, dislike, and other negative emotions toward yourself and any other being to even include a minor dislike. You will need to abandon, eliminate, and extinguish any and all negative mental states toward yourself and others. Loving Kindness Meditation starting meditation to conduct loving kindness meditation you should first practice breathing mindfulness meditation to bring the mind to the present moment or singleness of mind to eliminate any unwholesome mental states prior to loving kindness meditation this helps to ensure your intentions are the most pure prior to cultivating a mind of loving kindness and prior to cultivating a mind of loving kindness towards all beings through emptying out the mind and detaching from thoughts ideas and perceptions in effect breathing mindfulness meditation should be a preparation for loving-kindness meditation then do loving-kindness meditation in a method or style that you have learned from teachers the below is offered as a potential option for you to try and experience results remember any meditation practice will need consistency and dedication over multiple sessions to produce results so you should not expect immediate or instantaneous results but instead commit to a gradual training of the mind to realize gradual benefits to start meditate as you normally have using the techniques mentioned in this book for breathing mindfulness meditation in the seated, lying, or standing positions. Next, repeat the following affirmations in the mind on the out-breath. 1. May I be peaceful. 2. May I be safe. 3. May I be well. 4. May I be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. 1. May we be peaceful. 2. May we be safe. 3. May we be well. 4. May we be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. 1. May all beings be peaceful. 2. May all beings be safe. 3. May all beings be well. 4. May all beings be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. Phrases Repeat this meditation and its affirmations as many times as you need over several sessions to cultivate a mind with intentions of goodwill or loving kindness towards yourself and all beings. The individual phrases you use can be modified to fit your own choice and needs. The important aspect of developing these phrases is to suit your own needs and to ensure the last word is a non-burdening phrase. For example, you would not want to use the terms kind, happy, polite, respectful, etc. because these phrases require the beings to do something in order to attain this affirmation. Your phrases should not burden yourself or another being with the obligation to do something in order to attain the affirmation you use. To be peaceful, safe, well, and wishing that all beings are free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes does not require or burden you or another being with the obligation to accomplish something. Rings As you conduct this meditation, You can also construct any number or combination of rings to include the groupings you choose that you need to cultivate goodwill or loving-kindness towards. Always start with yourself and end with all beings. Examples might be 1. I, we, all beings 2. I, those beings in this neighborhood, this town, this province, this country, This continent, the entire world, the universe, the far reaches beyond imagination, all beings, grouped based on geography. 3. I, my parents, my partner, my children, my family, my friends, my co-workers, my acquaintances, all beings, grouped by relationships. You can create any groupings you choose. You can also conduct loving kindness meditation for specific individuals that you are having a challenge to cultivate loving kindness for and that you are having difficulties in relationships start with yourself this person then all beings you can even repeat the affirmation for just this one person over and over and over again starting with yourself moving to that person repeating the affirmation multiple times then to all beings. In this way, you are training the mind to cultivate healthy and wholesome mental states towards yourself, to remove any negative self-talk towards any beings you choose, and then ensuring you include all beings at the very end of the meditation so that you are all-inclusive and not leaving out any beings. You are creating rings with you in the center and all beings at the outer edge filling in as many middle rings as you choose, however you choose, with whatever non-burdening statements you choose. The rings shared here are examples to assist you in developing this practice and a teacher and other practitioners could offer you suggestions on what works for them. The following is a translation from the Pali Canon, the source of Gautama Buddha's teachings. Even more fruitful would it be to develop a mind of loving-kindness even for the time it takes to pull a cow's udder. Even more fruitful would it be to develop the perception of impermanence just for the time of a finger snap. Translation by Bhikkhu Bodhi in the year 2012. Meditation to Eliminate Sexual Cravings. If you have excessive craving for sexual contact, you may be interested to thin your craving or eliminate it altogether in order to attain the highest stages of nibbana. The decision to thin or eliminate sensual desire, which includes sexual contact, is a personal choice that one can pursue based on where they are in the stages of life and if they would like to pursue the highest stages of nibbana. It is a personal choice for each individual when or if they choose to thin or eliminate sensual desire. The reason we have sexual craving is because we do not see the body as it truly is. We see the outer layer of skin, hair, clothing, and other added features that are assembled into an appearance that is appealing to our senses. When we see the body as it truly is by observing, as Gautama Buddha said, The repulsiveness of the human body, craving for sexual contact can be reduced or eliminated. Sexual craving is a craving that needs to be extinguished as you choose to progress to the highest stages of nibbana. You can acquire a photo of a dead corpse or a partially dissected human body for meditation while looking at this image. If you are in the presence of an actual corpse, you could meditate for this same purpose and goal. The added exposure to the smell of a dead corpse can help you meditate on the repulsiveness of the body, which can help to reduce or eliminate sexual craving. Without the outer layer of skin, you can see the flesh, bones, sinews, and fluids of the body. A photo of a dissected corpse will expose these hidden aspects of the body so that you can see the body as it truly is and thus reduce, or eliminate sexual craving depending on your goal. Meditation to realize non-self As you progress on the path to Nibbana, you will eventually need to learn the universal truth of non-self and that there is no permanent self. Learning the teaching of this universal truth is important, but then you will need to realize this for the mind in practice. Just like all teachings of Gautama Buddha, you need to learn the teachings intellectually, then practice the teaching to apply it so that you can acquire this wisdom in the mind. The perception of impermanence should be developed to eradicate the conceit, I am, helping you to realize non-self and that there is no you that exists. This helps you to understand you are not the body, you are not the mind, all that exists exists. Is a craving for existence. It is craving that is the fuel that brings you back into a new existence in one of the five realms. The body does not belong to you. You cannot keep it forever. The body is not you, and it is impermanent. Earlier in this book, there were teachings shared to help you understand non self. This is one of the three universal truths. If you need a refresher on this teaching, see the chapter the Four Noble Truths. The teaching of the Three Universal Truths is located in that chapter. Non-self is a teaching you need to understand, but more importantly, it's a realization that you need to attain as part of the path to Nibbana at any stage. You need to realize non-self towards the later stages of the path as it's a more intermediate to advanced teaching, which is better approached later as you are practicing many of the other teachings. As you closely practice these teachings, having fully established a life practice based on the Eightfold Path, you are meditating regularly and you are dissolving the ego, you need to realize non-self to attain nibbana at any of the four stages. Realizing non-self involves learning teachings with deep thought and reflection, soaking the understanding of this teaching into the mind. You might consider realizing non-self as part of dissolving the ego, but it is much more than dissolving the ego. I share this meditation that can assist you, but more importantly you will need the guidance of a teacher in order to assist you to fully realize non-self at the appropriate time through these teachings, practice, and and perhaps meditation as described in the below meditate as you normally have using the techniques mentioned in this book for breathing mindfulness meditation in the seated lying or standing positions next repeat the following affirmations in the mind on the out-breath one I am NOT the body repeat several times directing it to the body Two, I am NOT the mind repeat several times. 3. There is no self, repeat several times. 4. I do not exist, repeat several times. 5. I am not the body, I am not the mind, there is no self, I do not exist, repeat several times. Repeat this meditation and its affirmations as many times as you need over several sessions until you fully realize there is no self and that there is no you. You does not exist and there is no self. There is no permanent self. You need to realize non-self to dissolve the ego and fully extinguish any craving to exist in any form. Dissolving the Ego requires more than meditation alone, and you will need to implement other practices described in this book. See the chapter, Dissolving the Ego, Ego Serves No Purpose. It is craving that is the fuel that leads to the next rebirth. So, it is important that you extinguish any concept or attachment to the body, the mind, a permanent self, and clearly establish in the mind that there is no you. By the time you are ready to realize non-self, you will most likely be working closely with teachers who can offer you guidance on the teachings of non-self, this meditation, and others that can help you realize non-self. If you continue to identify a self, self self-identity, or you can identify a self, thus remain attached to a concept of a permanent self, Then you will not attain nibbana or complete liberation of the mind. You must detach identification with the body and the mind as being who you are and realize non self. Time, frequency, and schedule of meditation. Gautama Buddha did meditation three times per day morning, midday, and evening. This produces the best results. Depending on your life situation, You may be able to meditate three times per day or less frequently. The goal is that meditation should be a daily practice that you allocate time each day for this healthy mind practice. It is like medicine for the mind. There is no set amount of time, frequency, or schedule you should aim for as everyone is different. You may start to develop your practice with very short meditation periods and later extend them for longer or for shorter durations depending on life's progression. Everything is impermanent except for nibbana, including your time, frequency, and schedule of meditation. You do not need to time your meditation periods. How long you meditate for is not as important as attaining results during each meditation session. Meditation has accumulative benefits and results. This means that the results of meditation are experienced in greater amounts the more time you accumulate in meditation over multiple sessions. Each individual session accumulates to produce benefits over the long term with consistent meditation practice being the priority. It is more important to focus on the larger goal of a well-developed practice that is sustained over time rather than focus on each individual session and its specific time frame. I aim to do meditation two to three times a day, morning, midday, and evening. However, I sometimes have dedicated meditation sessions more or less often. It's okay, I aim for two to three times a day schedule, and throughout my life, I had to ramp up to that schedule, oftentimes fitting in a fourth, fifth, or sixth meditation period as needed. There are periods of my life where I did not meditate for several years due to various factors. These were the most difficult times in my life as I did not have a meditation practice to keep the mind stable, calm, and steady. Now, I am practicing mindfulness, awareness of mind, all day long in everything. Everywhere I go, the mind is focused, concentrated, and aware not to attach to thoughts, ideas, perceptions, etc. Whether I am walking, seated, talking to others, or otherwise involved in various life activities, I am always mindful, concentrated, and have awareness of mind to practice non-attachment. This requires dedicated daily meditation sessions to train the mind. It is best not to be attached to a set time for meditation. If you set a time for yourself, one of two things will happen— you will most likely fall short of that time and perhaps feel guilty or beat yourself up for not getting to the set time. The other outcome of setting the time could be that you will be deep in meditation gaining benefits and the alarm will go off, limiting you from going further to attain more benefits. It's best to just meditate and not be concerned about the time. You can finish whenever you need to finish. By setting the time It is like trying to determine the future, and that is another attachment. You do not need to time your meditation period to determine how long you have meditated. The information of how long you meditated is not beneficial to you. The goal is to attain the benefits of meditation through training the mind. The amount of time you meditate is not an indicator of anything good or bad. It's just the amount of time you meditated. If we use the time to compare it to our previous meditation sessions or compare it with others' meditation sessions, nothing good will come from this comparison. The results of meditation is what you are working to attain, a concentrated mind that is eliminating attachments and or cultivating wholesome mental states. Gautama Buddha said to meditate for the snap of a finger. This means to meditate for whatever length of time you need to meditate. You will need to build up a practice where you are able to meditate anywhere and in any situation no matter what the perceived distractions might be. You can accomplish this by changing the location where you meditate so that you are not attached to meditating in just one location. During certain periods of your life, you may decide to do multiple-day meditation retreats that involves 3, 5, 10... 21 or longer number of days in deep meditation. You need to develop your own practice, see the results, and figure out how meditation can integrate into your life rather than following another person's pre prescribed formula that works for them. Their practice may not work for you, so discover your truth and what works best for the mind. Even though we describe the path, which has eight distinct steps, What that path looks like in our daily life for each individual is going to be very different. You cannot meditate your way to Nibbana as you must have a life practice. However, you will need meditation to be able to clear your past and future thoughts along with attachment to fears, thoughts, emotions, people, situations, etc. and bring the mind to the present moment. This will help you walk the middle way. Sleepiness During Meditation Practitioners will oftentimes experience sleepiness during meditation sessions. This is normal. If the mind experiences sleepiness or a tendency to fall asleep, the mind may need rest and therefore you should rest the mind to ensure there is sufficient sleep. However, you will need some dedicated meditation time either morning, midday, and or evening. You could try these different times to observe the effect various times have on your practice, and you may choose to build up to a practice where you are meditating at all three times during the day. If it's noticed that the mind is continually falling asleep at all these times and dedicated meditation time is still needed, then changing positions between seated, lying, standing, and walking meditation positions could be employed to maintain attentiveness and the ability to train the mind during meditation. As the mind has learned and is practicing these teachings more deeply while practicing non-attachment, you may notice the mind needs less sleep and experiences deeper sleep. You will need to continue to learn and practice so that the mind eliminates attachment and the burden associated with caring attachment. Just like everything else, sleeping patterns are impermanent. Physical sensations during meditation. During meditation sessions, the mind may become aware of various physical sensations throughout the body. Various sensations will arise and they will cease to exist. These sensations are not permanent. As the mind experiences these various physical sensations, just like the thoughts, ideas, and perceptions, let them go. Do not allow the mind to hold on to the physical sensations or allow it to disrupt the meditation session recognize how the physical sensations arise and then cease to exist it is impermanent train the mind to resist the urge to scratch or touch the sensations just allowing it to exist and then cease to exist as meditation sessions continue over the years you may experience the sensations of the head expanding during meditation sessions Many people describe it as feeling as if the head is becoming the size of an elephant's head. This is completely normal as the mind is receiving more and more benefit through the training of ongoing meditation sessions. This experience may or may not happen, and if it is experienced, there is nothing to be concerned about as it is not permanent. Meditation with External Stimulus There are meditation practices that include the use of external stimulus like gongs, phone apps, music, beads, and other devices, or you may learn meditation with a guide constantly talking to you. While these could be helpful as one first gets started or at different times during your pursuit of nibbana, it is important to develop a meditation practice that does not have any attachments to external stimulus or objects. Meditation becomes increasingly important as you get closer and closer to Nibbana. As you release past emotions, thoughts, and worries, you could experience depression, anxieties, fears, stress, loneliness, and a full range of other emotions. Meditation will assist you to overcome these unwelcome feelings. You will not know exactly when these mental states will arise in the mind— and meditation will be a vital component to help the mind overcome these uncomfortable mental states. Because you do not know when or where you will be as you start to release emotions, you need to ensure you develop a solid meditation practice that does not include attachment to any external requirements or stimulus for you to conduct meditation that is beneficial for the mind. You should only need three things to perform meditation—the body the mind, and the breath. You will have these three items with you always until your last breath, at the breakup of the body and separation of the mind, when you will take the last breath. All external devices are impermanent, and therefore, you cannot have them with you 100% of the time for your entire life. If the mind becomes attached to meditating with these devices, then you are dependent on them in order to train the mind through meditation. One goal of this practice is to eliminate any and all attachments, which includes attachment to external stimulus during meditation. This will ensure you can meditate at any time in any place because all you will need is the body, the mind, and the breath. You should develop a meditation practice that only requires the body, the mind, and the breath with you being alone. This should comprise 80-90% to of all your meditation practice so that you are able to pursue Nibbana through an independent journey. No matter where you are in the world, you will always have the body, the mind, and the breath. Having a meditation practice that only requires the body, mind, and breath will ensure you can meditate anywhere at any time on this independent journey with teachers pointing the way. That is the meditation practice you will work to achieve, but that practice evolves over time and you will need to be patient with yourself as you work to develop this practice. Preparing for Meditation Gautama Buddha described that as we prepare ourselves for meditation, we must set up mindfulness in front of us. This relates to how you prepare the body and the mind for meditation. I have chosen to follow the below described practice to set up mindfulness in front of me that I develop for myself with a combination of the traditions I have studied and gained benefit from over my lifetime. However, you should find what works best for you to set up mindfulness in front of you, based on your own life experiences and the wisdom you have acquired throughout your life. This practice is only described to provide you an understanding of what I do and its diversity of traditions however you should not use this as a step-by-step process for yourself as you need to find what works best for you you do not need to include prayer or anything that relates to god i chose to do this based on my experiences in life your practice will be developed based on your experiences in life which are unique to you one kneel on the ground make the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Two, pray to God, the Father, thanking Him for my life and anything that comes to mind, letting Him know that I love Him and appreciate His presence in my life. I do not ask for any favors or wishes. God is not a genie in a bottle, and I do not want to just always ask God for things. I could not imagine being God and hearing from billions of people all day, just begging and asking for things. God does not grant wishes, so I just thank Him. Additionally, if one is always seeking things from God, they would be practicing wrong view, and would still have craving, thus not be able to attain nibbana. 3. Recite the Lord's Prayer Our Father, who art in heaven, Chanting in Pali language.
2: Arahang hung some, some hotom hakawa. Po tongue, Sava kha toa maha ka vata tam mo, tamang namasa amin. Supa dhipa noa sa va ka sangho. Sankang namami Nap mod her Arahato sama samputa sah Nap Arahato samma samputasa Napmodh sabhakavato Arahato samma samputasa Itipisom Harapang sama samoto, wicara nang samuno, sakato roka witu, anu teropuri
1: These Pali chants are translated into English as follows. The perfectly enlightened one is worthy and rightly self-awakened. I bow down before the awakened, perfectly enlightened one the Dhamma is well expounded by the perfectly enlightened one I pay respect to the Dhamma the sangha of the perfectly enlightened one's disciples has practiced well I pay respect to the sangha respect to the perfectly enlightened one the worthy one the rightly self awakened one he is the perfectly enlightened one a worthy one a rightly self awakened one consumerate in knowledge and conduct, one who has gone the good way, knower of the worlds, unexcelled trainer of those who can be taught, teacher of human and divine beings, awakened and perfectly enlightened. Please see the book for more details on these translations. Once I'm finished with chanting, I will then start meditation in either the seated, lying, standing or walking positions after meditating i repeat all three chants again this is a great time to observe the difference in your chanting now that you have trained the mind you can see the results of a more clear and concise sound of the chanting the mind is the boss and the body is the employee the mind is the boss and the body is the employee in order to get to the boss we need to go through the employee. By making the employee comfortable but not luxurious, we can get to the boss. By keeping the body comfortable but not luxurious, this will keep the mind attentive and alert so that it can be actively trained in a meditation session. During meditation, we use the body to get to and train the mind. We need to go through the body in order to access the mind we place the body into positions, postures, and situations that are comfortable but not luxurious, which allows us to observe and train the mind. A well-trained mind with right intention will then be able to provide right speech and right actions through the body in daily life. So by training the mind, i.e., the boss, we generate wholesome intentions, speech, and actions, thus having better results in daily life, i.e., wholesome kama. If the mind is muddled, full of greed, hatred, and delusion, with excessive cravings and desires, along with the ego, then our intentions, speech, and bodily actions will mirror what is inside of the mind. Conversely, if we have a pure, calm, and peaceful mind, our intentions, speech, and actions will be wholesome, with universal love for all beings, does no harm, and you will conduct a good moral life. You will experience improved results, i.e., wholesome gama, in your life because you are making wholesome decisions with pure intentions, speech, and actions. As you progress, place the mind in situations that are not peaceful, calm, and serene to further train the mind to be content in any and all situations never give up. What is important is that you make efforts and most likely repeated efforts to meditate throughout your life. Do not ever get discouraged or feel you are doing something wrong. There is no giving up, only forward progression. Developing a meditation practice is always a work in progress. The mind will want to constantly tell you that you are doing it wrong, you are no good, and you should just stop doing this silly activity. Negative thoughts constantly holding you back from many things in life. If you listen to the negative thoughts in the mind, you will never get rid of those thoughts. Meditation is the training needed to eliminate the negative thoughts and chatter that plague many minds. Understand that the same thoughts that may be motivating you to learn and practice these teachings are the same thoughts that will try to persuade you to turn away, to not pursue a wholesome mind and an improved life the mind will want to fight or flight, in other words, run. It will not usually want to stay in one place to be trained, so it will fight with you to do something else and or want to run. It is your dedication and commitment to this practice that will ensure you have the best results of continued progress. Use the body to train the mind. Develop a pure mind. Develop a meditation practice that is the stand that keeps your pot stable and calm no matter what life brings your way. Anything good is going to take time to develop and you will not be an expert meditator on your first few attempts. It will take several years for you to develop this practice as a life practice but you should notice increased benefit and growth as you progress over time. Find a helpful teacher who has attained nibbana that can teach you how to meditate without attachments to external stimulus or guidance. Keep an open mind to experience various forms and styles of meditation, as you may need those to help develop a solid practice. Gautama Buddha taught the first three types of meditation offered in this chapter to include breathing mindfulness meditation, loving-kindness meditation, and Meditation to eliminate sexual cravings. Other styles of meditation have been created and shared since Gautama Buddha's lifetime. The author of this book has shared the meditation to realize non self based on his own experiences with these teachings and what helped improve his practice. The main form of meditations taught by Gautama Buddha to attain nibbana focuses on training the mind to cut off thoughts, i.e., letting thoughts go. While observing impermanence called breathing mindfulness meditation and loving-kindness meditation to eliminate the poison of hatred and anger keep in mind that any attachment to thoughts and ideas will produce a discontent mind the goal of Gautama buddha's teachings is to empty the mind through training not to encourage more thoughts through emptying of the mind It will create more space for there to be beneficial thoughts that could lead to developing wisdom that will assist you on your journey in life. However, meditation itself should be focused on training the mind to be empty and still, without negative thoughts. Develop singleness of mind through training the mind in meditation and then practice maintaining this throughout the day. Through developing an empty mind, you will have concentration that leads to beneficial thoughts, speech, and actions during your daily life. There are meditation practices that cultivate wholesome mental states such as loving-kindness meditation and others as presented in this chapter. All meditation will focus on the elimination of unwholesome qualities of the mind or cultivation of wholesome qualities of the mind. These are the goals of these teachings and, thus, is the goal of meditation. Enjoy your journey in constant pursuit of Nibbana. Remember that meditation is just one component of your life practice. Meditation is a practice that is inside of your life practice to train the mind. The following is a translation from the Pali Canon, the source of Gautama Buddha's teachings. Meditate, bhikkhus, do not be negligent, less You regret it later this is my instruction to you translation by bhikkhu Bodhi in the year 2012 the end of each chapter will have learning resources for further exploration you will be able to explore videos podcasts quizzes etc to deepen your learning of the content you read in each chapter please see the ebook for more details on these resources As you have questions or need clarification on these teachings, you are welcome to post those into the Facebook group, Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, or contact the author privately for in-depth learning. Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dailywisdom999.